love and light tribe so here we are in another series of the closet my name is jade there is no agenda here there is nothing that we plot or heavily think about whatever conversation comes it comes whatever flows it flows and as i drop a couple of gems hopefully you pick it up along the way let me take you on a journey outside of your conscious state the power of your subconscious mind and hopefully you enjoy this day yourselves you are in for a very long podcast about the unseen when i say about the unseen um in astrology it is known as the 12th house it is known as the subconscious mind in certain books and spirituality is known as the dark night of the soul in psychology it is known as positive disintegration in shamanism it can be considered the soul loss or the descent to the underworld. And in Carl Jung's, it is just known as alchemy. What exactly is the dark night of the soul? So it's a stage in one's personal development that they have in life where there's a an awareness that comes about. But with this awareness comes a painful shedding process. And it's almost like everything that gave you understanding or uh, some type of perception or framework whether that was a belief system what you deemed as your passion your purpose or your career what was your identity this is as far as your relationships it's just everything that previously constructed your entire life becomes non-existent it's not important anymore you're finding yourself asking these questions all the time who am i what do i represent what do i stand for what is the meaning of life so to start off i had several realizations within myself um, i had so many situations that were plaguing myself and pushing me into a form of growth that i started to realize that i was undergoing solitude way too fucking often the solitary confinement moments were pretty much happening every single day or twice a day and it could have just been because i am in a deep state of transition right now um, in my physical life as well as spiritually and mentally so i'm just being on the forefront of complete change and it is uncomfortable to say the least to start off, I want to say I am going to be using a lot of different labels, though my purpose in doing that is I learn the best by studying to show myself approve and also studying myself. Um, I am my own case study, if you will. I am a mad scientist and I practice upon myself as a healer. Um, I can't teach anything that I have never been through, so I can only tell you what I learned about myself in hopes that you get an inspired thought and you think, well, damn, like if she thought about that through astrology, maybe I could learn what my aspects are about myself. So I do apologize if I don't know who you are listening, um, what your aspects are in astrology or what your personality is like. I can just tell you how I am, how I see myself, how I study myself, how I find realizations for myself and then move forward with myself. So in hopes that you will take this and apply it to whatever or however you can for your own self. The beginning of my solitude actually started. Um, I had a situation that was presented to me and I completely shut down emotionally. Um, it was almost to the point where I just couldn't even react the same way. Um, I actually started looking at this person very differently because um, I create boundaries. Um, not saying that I don't want people to overstep them. It's just I'm very gentle. So I might say, you know, like, hey, I like this and, you know, I, or I don't like that. And people would be like, they will keep pushing me to the point it's like oh well just try this just try this and it's like i just fucking said i don't like it but when i say it in those exact words it's like damn you don't got to be so rude but it's like actually i just told you nicely that i didn't like it but you're not listening to me or i as as a 12th house uh moon which i'll get into that 
I cannot really bear secrets. Um, I don't like very dark things on my soul. It's almost like my soul cannot handle it. Um, it's It'll be to the point that I'll try to shed everything or remove myself from that. So for example, if I'm doing some shit that I don't have any business doing and it's like, oh, you're so shy. Like I will try to open up to show you that I'm engaged or that I want to do something. But at the end of the day, I'm going to walk away with the burdens and the guilt and the shame because it's like I really didn't want to do it and you weren't listening to my body language and so I I gave in for the the greater good of I wanted to not I wouldn't say compromise but it's like I wanted to indulge in this moment to be present but being present and indulging is actually causing me more pain than you realize so as most people know um, I'm highly into astrology at this point in my life it was about a week in November where I stayed up pretty late studying some astrology points and I had been learning about how to remedy difficult aspects within the natal chart. So the natal chart is basically an astrological chart about yourself from the moment that you were born. And within my findings, I found that if you notice you have a pattern within yourself that happens often it's more likely that you have an aspect or a degree point. Um, this shows how two planets work together. It is the strength or the deprivation of the two planets and how they could intensify your natural reactions, either causing you to flow well with something or if it creates restrictions, obstacles, if it brings you luck, if it brings talent to, or this can just create a deep sense of tension or frustration. So for myself, I have a tendency to go into solitude quite often and relatively effortlessly, at least from what I've noticed since 2016. And as expected, I have a placement where my moon sign, which is the emotions or feelings, sits in the 12th house, which is all things unseen. So this just validates that it is in my nature to find expression through meditation and quiet uh, contemplation. My sensitive nature is rarely seen because it's quote unquote hidden as it's being in the 12th house. So I seek seclusion for emotional strength. And although um, you might be well like, shit, that's not too bad, you know, but it's like I personally would rather appreciate being more present with my life and not being so reserved. Thought to myself, how can I lessen my need for solitude by way of studying astrology? With remedying, you're not blocking the laws of nature. You're simply allowing that same energy to manifest, but into other avenues that are more tolerable for you. So what I learned is rulership. Each planet, zodiac, house, and degree point comes with several keywords that define what they quote unquote own rulership. For example, if my moon sign, which is emotions, owns the color white, and it is in the 12th house, all things unseen like night or when you're sleeping or when you're in rest. And it is in the 7th house, which is to wear. And it is also in Aquarius, which is angles, silver, angles. I could potentially lessen my need for solitude by simply wearing a white or silver anklet to bed. The energy of all those astrological placements still manifests into my life, but just in a way that's conducive for me. In my case, it's it helps greatly because it assists subconsciously. Remember, the subconscious is hidden as well, so the energy is activated in my sleep state rather than during my waking hours, which allows me to be more present during the daytime. And the reason why I sat here and I was like trying to figure out like how can I remedy, how can I remedy because I'm going into solitude. It got to the point where I was in constant solitude while I had company and I just could not get out of that mindset. It was like I was being um, overburdened, um, I was overextending myself, I kept apologizing about like I'm sorry that I'm not speaking and even if the person was genuinely like yo it's cool like I understand who you are it was like yeah but I don't understand why I can't be here in the moment you know like I don't understand why I'm angry with you I don't understand why I don't want shit to do with you and it's just from a standpoint of my boundaries were completely crossed and it's like I started to learn that people will do whatever they feel necessary to 
manifest the outcome that they feel is um, worthy of themselves. And sometimes they do it in a selfish manner where they're not completely giving the other person the go to say, hey, yeah, I want to be a part of this or not. So all in all, I learned that those moments of solidarity in complete solitude, because I had to come together with myself, like, yo, all of us need to be present, the whole council. <laughs> it was basically, it reinforced why I trust my intuition. So I'm at this point in my life where I'm honoring and celebrating the woman that I'm becoming. And I'm definitely learning to refine my prayers as far as what I want to attract. So in this moment, I had a specific mantra that I would be using to attract the connections that I wanted in my life. And I realized in that moment, I needed a new and more specific mantra when it came to attracting these type of partnerships or connections. And it stemmed from, I used to feel really guilty about like not wanting to reject a person. And this was due to having the capacity to empathize with their pain and how they choose or how they process rejection. But I realized it's actually a disservice to myself to hold space for something or someone knowing that it's not hitting all the boxes on my manifestation list, especially out of maybe I can see how this plays out. I know now that if it's off, it's off. I don't have to wait to label it in order for it to be face value for me. I trust myself. And with that courage to trust myself means I don't need to string people along because I feel they can't handle my absence. The question that lingers is, can I handle being further away from myself just to be close to someone else? And I landed on, nah, if I'm not myself, then how will I ever attract what's really for me? If I keep settling on something that's quite like I want, but not entirely it. So for many days after, I pondered on where was the disconnect? What went wrong? Um, was it because I didn't see it coming? Was it because I was unprepared? Or was it because I was put in a situation where I needed to react a certain way that I was not really completely ready or able to react? Or was I doing it in the sense of, I'm just gonna give this person what I want? Was I people pleaser and it's like i'm not any of those things like i know my intuition i know what i'm feeling but it's like why do i keep attracting these very intense situations that i necessarily don't want to have and so i had to sit with myself and think about that and then i landed on why people might be attracted to who i am and how that projects a false identity and so it was basically an Instagram video that I made. I'm just gonna play it because I obviously cannot verbatim do that over. But you can see where I was going and then I'll just touch basis on it. But first, I wanna share a affirmation that I actually gave to um, one of my masseuse who did Reiki on me. He was asking me for an affirmation to bring someone into his reality. And my advice was for him to just refine his words, you know? I want to love that bursts through the room and I want to feel that romantically because a lot of times when we are manifesting these connections, we forget to say the words that we need, romantic. We may come across someone platonic or we may say, I want this or I want that and we actually bring in someone that we know and it's someone that you can't date. Like for example, it's like I want someone to be able to listen to me to be able to understand my story and to mirror back to me. And it's like, then I'll get my brother. And it's like, obviously he's able to mirror back because we have the same childhood, but it's like, that's not really what I meant, God. Like you being funny now. So just be very specific <laughs> with your words. Um, but yes, I wanna feel that romantically. And that it be received and felt mutually. Mutually is a word that we definitely don't put in our prayers. We just say, I want, you know, six one fade <laughs> six one fade brown eyes whatever and then you come across okay you find six one fade brown eyes and the dude is a fucking not what you're looking for or you come across um you're like i want a funny guy and you do find the funny guy but you find this funny guy and this he's like geeky he has glasses 
and just the romance part is missing because you can't see yourself with this person but you're like fuck i really like them because they they hit that that humorous checkbox that i'm looking for so i started within my own manifestations was i wasn't even specific anymore like it wasn't i was looking for a surfer dude or you know blonde hair or it was mainly that i was looking for an energetic match and within this match it was like i wanted alignment with love i wanted something that accelerated my spiritual evolution i wanted that evolution to be through vulnerability to be through communication that it was embedded in truth that there was transparency that there was clarity that there was kindness that there was joy laughter that their highest self was always there and that they were present and it was just like i wanted this divine ass sacred bomb ass sex i wanted the tongue game to be a one like <laughs> but in between those small things like vulnerability vulnerability comes with pain um truth some truth comes with stinging pain transparency sometimes it hurts to be transparent if you don't want people to see you clarity sometimes it takes you going through the mud to go and to get or to gain clarity so with someone's highest self always being there like sometimes when we have our higher self we know like in this life as above so below within so without we know that our partners are never really gone from us you know they're just separated in this physical humanness but at times if our partners are always on this highest self it's like yo come down to earth and realize that you need to put in work with the spirit you know with the physical body you need to be practical like you can't just sit here and think that oh this is my partner and we're only 3d away 5d we're always connected but it's like as being a human we need to there needs to be some level of reassurance not saying that you need to be clingy or needy it's just like people need to know that they are loved that the energy is reciprocated and through yes this is a beautiful manifestation list i had to realize those words didn't sound romantic to me they sound like they brought someone to shed light into my soul but none of that sound romantic like it didn't say like we was gonna be together forever which i would never say but it was just missing the the finishing touches of like yes that is and you probably were hearing those previous affirmations and you're like hell yeah i'm write that down write that down but it's like don't forget to say the the magic word you want something romantic you want something that is attractive like something that holds your eye you want freedom and at a good price you know like things like that so again as i was telling matthew um just the affirmations i'm like yes you want to feel that romantically you want it to be received and felt mutually and you want that to be with the woman that you share that with for his case he is heterosexual so obviously it's he's into women now you can take that and flip it however you ballpark this life and make it applicable to your situation. But it's just like, and I want to share that for as long as I can. A lot of people we want to say forever and, you know, to death do us part. And those are sometimes confining words that really tie us soulfully to someone into the next lifetime. So it's like just learning to say like, for as long as we can. And then you just release it and you believe it and you let that manifestation come back to you. What you're about to hear is my first video that I had put on my social media about falsified identities. So it may sound a little shitty, my bad. So my next podcast is probably going to be on uh, falsified identities uh, that we have in either platonic or romantic relationships. I say that because oftentimes when I was growing up, I befriended a lot of males and they would see fall in love with me and you know try to exhibit oh you give me this feeling or I, I can't find what you have anywhere you know like and I'm just I'm not the same person that I showcase you know when I'm talking about spirituality or when I'm at my job I'm a very different person um emotionally you know like I get shy I'm kind of like high school of old-fashioned like you want to hold my hand in public I might high-five you just because I have like anxious energy or you might be like, what are you wearing? And I'm like, nothing. Yeah, so 
you know, don't get your hopes up. With having very childlike energy, childlike faith, um, I'm about to be 27. I've only really had one relationship and it started off with my best friend. So my best friend was the only person that ever successfully got out of the friend zone and, you know, took advantage. So moving forward in life, it's like, I have to understand that people are attracted to this demeanor that comes off, um, whether it's in my work or my spirituality, but who I truly am emotionally. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna fuck you on the first day. I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do that because the last time I had a boyfriend, I was 12. You see what I'm saying? So emotionally, there's an immaturity in, in, within me. And by emotional immaturity, I meant that there's a sweetness that can be perceived about me as innocent. And that part, and of course I'm easily wounded. I feel very deeply, I love very deeply. A lot of what people see is this strength, like coming off of me. But what they don't know is my love language is kind of like this song. So that song is quite stupid to me because it's like you're willing to take the bullets of someone who has is like holding the gun and there's a very um, Bonnie and Clyde um, as well as ride or die female aspect to it and I can definitely say that I am a I will go through the ends of the earth with someone however come I won't really I don't show that. I mean, listen to my my podcast. You'd be like, yo, this girl has her shit together. But that doesn't deem me, like, obviously I go through these situations as a human being to figure out like, okay, we can't be doing that. Like, you need to raise your boundaries here. You need to make a partition there. You need to stop sacrificing here. You're not a martyr. You need to change your perspective there. So it's like, I too learn from my mistakes. Um, but it's almost like as if I don't have mistakes because people do not see this very um, genuine, wounded, loving, deeply loving, deeply feeling, just um, craving emotional connection. They only see, wow, you know, she said she was going to do that and she did it or wow, she's really great in her career or she, you know, she graduated high school early or whatever the case may be. They see the accomplishments as how I tackle my career and life as a whole, but who I am as an individual in my heart, I'm totally, completely different. And I think a lot of people don't see that, not because I don't, um, I don't really show it. It's just... I wasn't raised to show it. And I have another recording that kind of goes into it, so I'll let you listen to that too. Let's talk about either suppressing feminine energy or exuding too much masculine energy. Yesterday, I got off of work and I saw myself like, oh, I got two days off, I'm gonna have fun, I'm gonna go hike, and I immediately jumped into a phase of deep healing again, and I started crying. I kind of leaned on a person and they were like, Brie, it's okay to cry. Like, that's beautiful considering you used to hold a lot of shit in, like you never cried. And growing up, I used to think that crying was a weakness and I don't know what society put that on us for because I mean, like as human beings, we should allow or be allowed to involuntarily release emotions, especially when they overburden us or overweigh us or overwhelm us. And for some reason, we take that as a weakness when it's indeed a strength to recognize. And for me, it was seeing myself that I finally reached a destination in my journey where I feel safe enough to cry. 
because even as a child, I suppressed my feminine energy to flow simply because um, my emotions would actually make other people react negatively. Growing up, I remember my dad saying like, oh, you're such a crybaby like your mom or um, in relationships. Me crying actually made the other person very uncomfortable. Like, fuck, I want to be around your ass. Like, so I just learned to really suppress um, the very deep and wounded sides of me simply because they made other people react super negatively. So it's like, fuck, I'm just, I'd rather just ghost and go in silence. So I pretty much, um, my emotions I feel have been known to highlight the faults, the guilt, the shame that others have caused and that they bring to me. And of course that becomes uncomfortable for the other people in the situation because a lot of people don't want to face um, what they, what pain or negative harbors they have been given to someone else. So typically when I would discuss like, hey, let's sit down and talk. It was like, fuck, I don't wanna have this conversation. I don't wanna face it. I don't wanna see this person cry. I just, from birth until now, Anytime I express myself, I got a negative, explosive, emotional reaction, whether I sat here and I tried to make the conversation as compromising, as diplomatic, as sweet, as sincere, as calm, it always stirred up someone emotionally. And with continuing that recording, I'm gonna let you listen to the rest. My own emotional strength. Because if I bring that to you, you can't even handle that. So now I'm learning, like, you can cry, mama. Like, let it out. And by sitting with myself, I learned to not trust um, masculine energy to bear my weight. The This ultimately led me to being wounded alone. So I didn't really learn that I was safe to share you know my deepest innermost feelings it became i rather not share and that actually did something to me that i just realized today mind you these recordings are november december so we're in january so obviously i am learning but um it gave me a great distrust when it came to masculinity and i'm realizing that this distrust was one um my moon is in the 12th house like i said the 12th house is unseen the moon represents your mother in astrology my mother is a scorpio moon she's very very reactive um we actually had a conversation last night where i was crying and she said something to the extent of well if you feel like that's gonna happen then that's what's gonna happen and i just got so fucking frustrated and she's like you want me to call you back later and i'm like no i just want you to be there like i just want you to fucking say the right shit for once and i was like you put up this like strong barrier and it's like it's irritating because my emotions are wounded and i just want you to be there for me like say the shit that a nigga would tell me like <laughs> you know like it's okay baby girl like you know how can i be of assistance or how can i facilitate you or whatever it is it's just like it's very difficult and maybe a lot of people have witnessed this being raised in african-american households especially single african-american households it is very hard for you to emotionally connect or know what exactly to do when a person is being reactive um, you shut down just because you're not used to seeing how emotions you know how the circle of recovering comes about for in for example in my life i never really saw my mother cry she did it behind closed doors so i never knew that she was actually hurting and because she did these things in uh, behind closed doors, no one was ever there to carry her burden or carry her weight or to make sure that she was recovering as she needed. So my mom learned how to just be the strong, independent black woman. And what comes with being strong, independent black woman? It is the society role of it turns into anger. Like all that passion turns into yelling. It is all the negative stereotypes that you hear but it comes from being wounded and no one seeing you no one hearing you the unseen so not having a masculine figure when i was growing up meant that my mother was the masculine person and seeing her have wounded masculinity 
taught me to pretty much get it by any means necessary and by myself. So for a lot of my life, I learned to rely on myself. I learned to not ask for help because I sat there and I watched, you know, someone raise their kids alone. So bringing back to this conversation, you know, I'm crying on her and she's like, you can do it because I had three kids. And I'm like, yo, that's not the fucking answer. And so when we got down to it, I had learned that the reason why I get so angry when people don't see that I'm hurting is because I have not been able to express myself. And the reason why I couldn't express myself was because it would trigger my mom to like, just get your shit together. Like you got it, you can do it. And it's just like, people have to learn that. And especially in the African-American culture with women, it just sucks ass to know that you need help and people aren't there for you or for people to be like you are so strong you know and i've already mentioned how hearing the word you are so strong is so fucking useless in my book because i almost feel like and this is where the stigma between different races collide because a lot of people it's like black women are unable to to get the necessary help that they need um and maybe it's because they appear to be um very strong suited but it's just like that anger comes about like how can you help everyone else why is the loudest person in the room got to be the weakest person like why can't i be weak in my strength like why can't you check on me just because i'm not saying sos or i'm not doing crazy shit like um hurting myself in any manner why is it the people that go to those lengths the first responded to per se but moving on to my video so how did i heal this within myself i learned the difference between wounded masculinity and divine masculinity i realized as a woman we naturally bring men deeper into their heart and if they're not ready for that they're going to run Wounded masculinity looks like I'm not holding myself accountable. I'm not going to be aware of the situation. I don't want to lose my freedom. I don't want you to control me. I don't want to succumb to everything that you have. I'm not going to give me. No. Divine masculinity is I need to breathe deeper than you. I need to be more stable than you. I need to be a container for your emotions. I need to be able to be comfortable sitting there knowing like if you're going through shit, it ain't really got nothing to do with me. So it's like learning that these experiences that I was dealing with wasn't that it was masculines that it was the problem. It was wounded masculinity. And I was being a vessel to bring that. I feel like in most of my life, I have been attracted to what appears to be incurable situations. And yet I am no different when my feminine energy wants to balance my own masculinity. One of the things that I showcase um, a lot in my life is the males because without reason, this is really the reason that I am softer, not to mention a more loving woman. I had a, this is, I'm going to read to you an example of a divine masculine energy. It says, I truly wish I was with you right now. I want to hold you so badly and let you know that everything is okay and that there's a green light at the end of this. No, it is okay to cry and cry. You mentioned crying in front of your daughters, but that's a bonding experience. It's perfectly fine if tears flow from frustration, depression, sadness, happiness, or anger. Show yourself that it's getting to you. Love those emotions that pour out of you involuntarily. It's a part of you, and being strong isn't always showing no pain. Strength can be admitting this has defeated me today, but I understand why and these are my plans to overcome. Overcoming things is never a day process, so allow yourself time to really reflect love. Really dissect your internal purpose and direction. And for a lot of us, we are missing masculine energies that remind us like, you don't have to be so hard on yourself. And especially for me, um, I'm incredibly hard on myself and it's not because I'm I choose to be it's just I'm in a position where I'm often the teacher of a world that people 
have not caught up to yet. So I am delivering futuristic information where I almost feel like people won't check me because usually I'm in a position where I'm already doing better than where I was or better than the person that's viewing where I'm standing now. And so I check myself because a lot of the times who the fuck is going to check you if they're scared of you? And it's just, I'm not an intimidating person, nor is my life super interesting. So it's just like, I never can understand these intense situations that I constantly find myself in. But one thing that I do know is I saw a tweet. I don't know who the writer originally was. It says, a goddess is a woman who achieved the impossible. She befriended the wild beast inside of her. Her demons fight by her side. She is a divine paradox. She realized her darkness is full of light because she is the alchemist. I love this because the Sagittarius is the alchemist. Um, in tarot, it is known as the temperance card, which is harmony, balance, renewal, adaption, moderation, healing, duality, spirit guide, divine timing, and purpose. And it's just like, those words just go so fucking beasty with like a Sagittarius. <laughs> Going back to those recordings, it's just like hearing and seeing and understanding being a 12th house Aquarian moon, knowing that the 12th house is unseen. I didn't even realize that I had an issue with my emotional receptivity or my triggers being my mom because I always placed that burden on my dad. Um, the father is symbolized in the sun the mother is symbolized in the moon so being in it just it didn't occur to me that um my injustices was actually being a replay of watching my mother interact with the world and after we had this conversation it was just like she's like oh i'm you know like i'm sorry you know like i i will just try to you know be there for you better and it was like i couldn't really judge my mom because my mom's upbringing is so tragic um her parents both died very very young my mom was by the grace of god um she's here that's all i can say and so no one has ever you know, no one has ever been there for her. Like when her mother passed, my mom was seven years old and they would just tell her like, get it together, don't be crying. And it's just like, dude, this child just lost her mom. Like what the fuck do you mean? Like, so if of course someone grows up in that mentality and then like, as you heard in that video, my father telling me um, with my moon being in the seventh degree, it is a Libra standpoint. My father is actually a Libra. <laughs> And just hearing him say like, oh, you react, you're such a crybaby like your mom or my past lover saying like, you get so reactive like your mom. And it just like, I personally do not, sorry, mom, if you're hearing this podcast, I personally do not like the volatile nature of it because it goes from zero to a hundred real quick. It, my mom is known for taking no shit at all. And she's very sweet and what, makes us so compatible because you would think okay well you have a bad relationship with your mom no me and my mom both share the same spiritual journey she um i use this podcast i utilize it with basically different a different narrative different portals um you know i'll say like creation or the universe my mom would just blatantly tell the same story where she will reference a bible verse and you know it's just god to her so we both share that in common and because we have that same source of knowledge or challenging information and transmuting things we we really bond on a spiritual level on an emotional level her and i are incompatible because i'm a really deep feeler and it's like i don't want to be pushed away i want to be nurtured and held and my mom does not know how to do that simply because she has never had it done but i'm like it is up to you as an adult to say okay this isn't working how do I reteach myself? I don't care if you're 60, I don't care if you're 20, whatever the case, you can't be stuck in your way. So the beauty is my mom will sit here and she actually dissects what I say and works towards it. So 
I don't know if you have issues with your parents, it's something to look at in your astrology placement just to see how things affect you growing up. But yes, in my standpoint, I realized that for one, with having that wounded masculinity, I was animating my own. And what I was animating was a broken animation of what masculinity should have been like. Masculinity should not be a single mother. Masculinity should not be only one person taking care of a child. Masculinity should not be if you're in a family, you were the planner. Like everything should be delegated within an energetic balance. I don't care about the roles. You can choose to be the female if you're a guy and she can be masculine, but it's just like help each other out. And I think what I'm learning is if a person is able to take better care of themselves, it is less likely that you have to overextend and pour into another person where now you're being jeopardized of your role as, as a mate, as a partner, as a parent, because you're, you are tired because you've already overextended in a role that you shouldn't even be in. And I think we get to a point where we see that and it just takes some time. I also learned that, um, why did I get so angry when I'm not heard or when I'm not seen? I don't believe that it's not that I give adequate signs or enough notice. I'm very much a communicator. I think it's, it's the illusion of how strong that I look on the outside that I'm not sought after. And what happens is I, like I said, I don't like the, the emotional reaction. For example, let's say if we're in a relationship and I feel like I need reassurance. I just don't feel comfortable subjecting you to tell me or to give me emotional security. Hey, I feel like shit, will you tell me I'm beautiful? Like, I'm just not that. And even though that's a very cliche um, example to give, I'll sit there and I'll try to figure within myself. And I might mention it to the person like, hey, I was thinking about this and typically i don't get a response so i'll start to overthink and ponder within myself and what happens is my heart temporarily hardens when i'm unable to lie my burdens down i'm not myself when i can't find something worthy enough to hold my vulnerabilities and you know as i unravel my fragile strength i call it fragile strength because it's not true strength it's it has holes you can see right through it but I think just because it's a strength that still people don't or have not yet mastered, it's like, she's going to be okay or she'll eventually get through it. She's done this a thousand times over, but it's just like it comes to a point where, holy fuck, do I need to go through it a thousand and one times before someone realizes like this girl needs help or this guy needs help or this person is transitioning. This person really does have it hard or, you know, we just just because someone is career driven does not mean that they don't have issues going on at home and going back to my comment when i said you're so strong is so stupid um there was actually a tweet that i saw on twitter um i am not pronouncing this name right but i'm just gonna say her name is dupe um the tweet said you're so strong is one of the most useless compliments i've ever heard in my life i already know i'm strong but i'm tired I'm tired of having to be strong all the time. I'm tired of being shamed or dismissed whenever I fall victim to my struggles. I know it's for reassurance, but if all you can do is say I'm strong when I'm struggling, you silence me from being vulnerable and you're not providing me with the support and the safety that I really need to heal. I am more than strong, I'm human. And being strong should not be measured by your ability to hide your feelings in the face of adversity in front of others. So I touched on to it and I added, offer me more than saying something that I already know about myself. So for people who know me, know that I often talk about my story because that's all that I know how to teach. My name origin actually is an Irish origin, meaning strong, virtuous, and honorable. So yes, I already know I'm fucking strong because literally my name means strong. <laughs> And I remember at the time of me posting this, uh, my baby cousin, who I love very dearly and she loves me, we went back onto this and she got upset. She was just like, yo, there's nothing that I can do but to say, 
you're strong. Like, I'm sorry, that's all I can fucking help with. And it triggered her because what can you do for a person that you feel is strong enough to handle it? If you've never been what they've been through, you don't know, right? So in this instance, um, I just remind everyone of the famous agreements that Don Miguel Ruiz gave us. And that is one, be impeccable with your word. Two, don't take anything personally. Three, don't make assumptions. Four, always do your best. So in me expressing my understanding of why I feel you're so strong is the stupidest thing someone can ever say to me. I had to say, you know, for those who inserted themselves into that strong tweet and got offended, you broke code and I'm going to tell you where, two and three. Two was don't take anything personally. Three was don't make assumptions because I definitely wasn't talking directly to anyone. It was more so me personally hating I am so strong. <laughs> and it's like just because I found a tweet that was in alignment with myself didn't mean that I was targeting anyone who ever said that to me before. The problem is not that you say it. It's that I've built an immunity to that word and it is literally the meaning of my first name. Most people recite you're so strong because it is a safe haven for those who can only advise or counsel a person in the form of speech. Oftentimes they have not fully aligned with that energy, strength themselves, thus the person projecting strength onto you knows not of how you do it. They can only imagine the levels or blockages that you must have removed to be where you are. This phrase can be indeed motivating to some because we all desire to embody some strength in some degree or aspect, or we fear having the lack thereof. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. To some, this phrase can inspire you as most of us are learning through life lessons on how to acclimate strength. This is something most wish to hear in dire times of need. But instead of making assumptions and then taking it personal, someone could have just asked me what was my thoughts on the tweet. Because for one, it wasn't intended to hurt anyone. Nothing that I ever say is with the full intent to hurt someone. It was never about anyone who has given me the gift of those words. This is a teaching moment that that is just something that triggers me. Because it's like, being so strong has got me where? solitary so in order to get people to understand what i was saying i made a video on my instagram and i will play that here okay so one might ask how can you become immune to a trait think of it as a disney movie okay so normally what happens when a baby is born they have some trait right and that trait is given to them to basically be of service to them as they go through life. Some people get like a ring, an amulet, you know, whatever. Rub this ring 30 times when you be scared and some shit gonna pop, okay? So for me, <clears throat> strength is my trait. Why do I say that? Because when we are born, we are offered names. And to those, sometimes our names actually go in alignment with our life purpose. For example, Brianna means strong. Everything that I've been through has been through strength. When I was born, I came into this world with a broken collarbone. Me, when I was a toddler, I ended up falling down some stairs and it took me a very long time to regain my strength to learn how to walk again or to trust my two feet. Now, I'm not gonna tell you every single thing that has led me to acquire this strength. All I'm saying is that we are born with these given names and sometimes they do go into alignment. For example, in my Disney story, I was given the trait of strength. So when I see it, it is only confirmation to me that it's not on me, it's within me. Now to someone else who was, hasn't been given the trait of strength, they are excited and they are, they're welcoming it in like, yo, this is what the fuck strength is, this is dope. Like, don't nobody have this, let me give you some I already have that. And that's not to say that it is wrong for me to not want to ingest more of myself. It's just I am looking for something that can carry me over. At all to say, let that be a lesson. If you love the color purple 
and your whole closet is full of purple. When someone comes into your life and offers you a purple shirt, you do say thank you, but sometimes you can be looking for a blue shirt. You can be looking for something new and which you have not found. If 90% of the people keep offering you purple things, how are you able to change your mindset? How are you able to push forward to greater and, and deeper lengths? You're not. You're bound by the same thing. So when I come into someone who tells me you are so strong, I realize that it's not that they don't have anything to offer me. It's that they are still finding their lesson. And that lesson is the lesson of adversity. And as I played this on my social media, my baby cousin came back and she basically said, you know, like, I know. Thank you for that. It's just this cancer culture shit is for the birds to me. I resort to something or find another saying. And she goes, it is common as fuck to say you're strong because truly we are all programmed to think that. And I do agree. By you making that video, it does educate the person to broaden how they approach a vulnerable situation when they simply have nothing else to say. So I apologize. And I just was like a family that grows together, glows together, okay? <laughs> because that's the truth. If you don't know how to emotionally be there for someone or offer something, all you know how to say when you don't have anything to say is some bullshit, like on the on the receiving end, like that's, I tell you this whole story and all you're gonna say is, damn, that's wild, like really? <laughs> so it's just, that is how people feel and if you're going into this state where people just lack this understanding or you're hearing this podcast and you're like yo what the fuck imagine having these moments in solitary confinement and my sister said i didn't realize how much of a meaningless statement that is like damn i fall victim and i'm also one who has used it before I feel like it's an automatic statement rather than something genuine and thought about. I'm sorry if I ever told you this when you were like, duh, bitch, I know I'm strong, but I need something more before I pass out. <laughs> and then also, let's talk about the trend that we see with people posting on social media. Today, I came across a tweet from Soul Guidance on Instagram. I mean, not a tweet, excuse me. I came across an IG post from Soul Guidance on Instagram. The post says, sometimes people need their space. They're not cutting you off. They just need to breathe and take care of themselves. That has nothing to do with you. I feel like we've gotten to a point where we are glorifying a lot of uh, word knowledge or terms and we're not honestly being truthful about it. Like, yes, sometimes we do take, we need time to breathe and it shouldn't damage the relationships that we have because these relationships should know where they stand. Well, let's be honest. A lot of the times when we're in solitary moments, we probably are thinking different things. So I reposted this with my commentary comments of, Solitary needs to be reintroduced. It's bigger than she or he just needs their space. For many of the please excuse my absence, it comes from dealing with hypercharged emotions. This can be in the form of draining mental conversations or deeply conflicting emotions. The need to retreat is a result of implementing an energetic coping mechanism. As these people appear to be away, they're actively involved in a chain of events. Something has sparked something within them and they are definitely relocating their feelings. Whether it is for emotional strength or stepping down as a means of unworthiness, this feeling of inadequacy can also manifest in managing with a loss of some sort in private. As humans, sometimes it is indeed the other person at hand. Solitude really does require breathing but breathing requires breath work. And in this trend of quote unquote solitude, it can sometimes be rebranded and manufactured as loneliness or suffocating notions. So taking stock is seeing things with clarity. 
It's a time to audit our circle, our beliefs, our standards, our morals, the mistakes, our personal code of conduct, and raise the bar on our own partitions. All solitude begins with a traumatic trigger. Now how we process those shadow moments determines if it was a true moment of solitude for the soul or if it was hurt feelings in the form of self-isolation. The subconscious mind works just like a dream state. This can pass on surface as normal until we understand that the bottom of an iceberg is annotated as quote-unquote unseen. And sometimes we are cutting you off and that is not to be confused. A good example of this is when we think of the Titanic, right? The Titanic was the biggest ship at the current time. It was so luxurious and it was just like, and this boat was literally destroyed from the inside out. One thing that stood out to me was in the movie, um, one of maybe the crew members said, this boat can't sink. And the captain was like, it's made of steel and it will sink. And it was just like, oh shit, it will? <laughs> And it just made me realize the simple notion of our bodies are made of flesh and there is a simple energy within the spirit realm and within water which is emotions and that shit does literally eat people from the inside out so much so that people who actually have 12th house energy they do escape towards um substances whether it's drug whether it's al um, alcoholism, just different things to get them to get out of their mind, whether it is relationships. You often see um, just people who cannot be alone with their thoughts, or you can see someone who literally hugs themselves in their sleep, or you can tell that they're lonely by the way that they sleep. They you know, sleep in a fetal position. And when we pass, the only thing that is preserved in us is our spirit. So in hearing this, this idea, this ship will sink because it's made of steel. As, we, as the body decomposes, it will die. The only thing that lives on is the spirit. And the only reason why I used that analogy of Titanic was because they thought they hit, you know, like something minor. And what it was, was an iceberg, you know? It wasn't what it was on surface. There was something underneath that was unseen and it shredded the boat water filled from the inside and it broke apart you know on the outside it yes something hit it something hit it in the physical realm but what overtook the boat itself was everything that was inside of the boat which was the water which symbolizes emotion so it's like yes a lot of people deal with these things in solitary confinement and it is unseen and it's like, even for myself, I have to remind myself that there are just so many fucking labels and I'm using these labels in this podcast, but it's what helps me study myself. A label is solitude, isolation. A label is Aquarius, moon, 12th house, astrology. They're all labels, but somehow they all correlate with each other to help me paint a picture that I'm hoping that you will take this and be like, is there certain similarities or should I maybe dabble into studying myself? You should always study yourself. And often um, with myself, I will go through these stages of solitude where I don't realize that I'm actually isolating myself because I'm wounded or I'm vulnerable and I'm hurt. And what happens when people don't necessarily come to my rescue? I wouldn't even say rescue but when they don't notice that i'm hurting it turns into complete rage and one way that i'm able to recognize that this rage is at an all-time high is um i will get a cold sore or i will get acne and this hormonal acne is just anger seeping through the pores of my skin and it's just trying to like leave and the reasons why i'm bringing up cold sores is because cold sores are a very very typical normal thing to have but what a lot of people don't know is cold sores symbolize harvesting anger within our tongue that we are suppressing it's so much so like 
it's an oozing i'm so fucking pissed off but i am remaining calm and what happens is that fester of anger just creates a blister and my rage manifests into because i am a aquarius moon i'm very uh, creative whether it is in music or it is in art um, with it being in the 12th house that escapism is writing that escapism is creating art or painting and the paintings will come about and very gloomy like they're gorgeous paintings um, but there's just so much depth in it it's like whoa you know um, or the paint or the poems per se just come off very like blunt and that's just how I process and I just feel like um, a lot of us deem being in solitude like oh if you're a Sagittarius or if you're an Aquarius you you probably are detached as fuck <laughs> or you know if, if you're introverted you probably sit in a corner like it's deeper than that like yes everything correlates together but it's deeper than that and then also <laughs> I keep saying and then also or so but it's because I'm just like thinking as I go and it's just people who are deep thinkers or deeply emotional feeling people actually will take a necessary pause in time to make sure that they're cutting people off for the right reasons. I feel like people who are deep thinkers, um, these people that necessarily take this time to cut people off, I feel like they're less likely to come back uh, with remorse just simply because they have viewed the aspect in a very fair or unbiased uh, approach. Like they're looking at every single angle versus someone who just genuinely just feels like, oh, you made this simple mistake. I'm going to cut you off. And this is why you have people who come back and retrogrades. Hey, I'm sorry. I was a little bit too hard or, you know. And it's like, yeah, because you fucking started acting without thinking. So no, kiss your fucking sorry ass goodbye and your sorry ass excuse and keep it moving, son. <laughs> and then last but not least, since we officially are in the hour mark and you guys know how much I hate the hour mark. By the way, this is 1920, This is my second year podcasting. It doesn't seem like it because there's like five episodes, but that's because these are real ass life lessons Things take time. Um, this is like a spiritual, deep, emotional journey um, where we learn about real life shit. Like, this isn't, you know, dissecting music or just writing your horoscope. You know, this is integrated, channeled, like you gotta sleep to, to get this download <laughs> type of podcast. So thank you for um, everyone who has just P.O.P. hold it down, you know, listen to my voice, um, who have just encouraged me to actually put a face onto this podcast, which I think I will do. Um, and I think I'm like in 13 countries now, the latest being Pakistan, which is fucking amazing. Um I'm just like so excited to see where this goes being that, you know, like I've kind of barred myself off, but if you guys are ready to take off, then I guess I need to be too. But last but not least, like I was saying, um, my best friend, Brittany, um, sent me a message. So Brittany, if you listen to this, this one, so you, 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 <laughs> she said, like i don't try to be so blunt by the way she is a scorpio son so you know they be a little blunt as shit but um you know i don't try to be so blunt but i just feel like what's the point of beating around the bush like where has anyone ever gotten by being vague about things i'd want someone to be straight up with me so i try to give the same respect you know but i really don't get people because obviously they don't appreciate honesty as much as you think they would sad face she goes, but you're really the only person I can talk to about these kinds of things without feeling judged or anything. And my response to that was, I feel like this can reach a lot of people. So I said, Brittany, as you get older, you will realize people are more comfortable with the lies and secrecy than they are with the truth. Your job is to never give a fuck with what they're comfortable with when it involves your life. 
you stay integral and you never apologize for upkeeping with your personal convictions and standards. Your boundaries and personality is molded to find your people, the ones you don't have to play a role to be around. You're absolutely yourself without question and they love you for that. So tribe, I hope you find your people. I hope 2021 is lit. Um, I hope we can get into many, many different things. I'm supposed to be doing homework, but I have been doing readings, podcasting, other shit, but I felt like it was a need. When you're in solitude, you need, you need, you need to use that energy to create. So I am creating in my little bubble of peace. Um, if this was somewhat interesting, drop a message. Through the Anchor app, you can leave your own voice notes. Um, if you are a personal friend of mine, slide into the DM. Tell me your thoughts, as you guys always do. I appreciate you guys rocking with me, um, investing in me, lifting me up when I feel down. Um, I often do listen to my own podcast to get myself together. Like, honey, we don't do that over here. <laughs> so thank you for giving me the motivation to just be a healer or a leader or an advisor of some sort it is greatly appreciated that you guys have put me in this seat and i hope that we keep evolving through 2021 bye